Friday. Yes. Last day of the week for most, but not everybody. Why do I say it like that? Because some people work on the weekends. Not everybody. I did not check my audio there. Hmm. Instagram will have to let me know if they can hear the music. Because I don't know if they can. It's just you and me, folks. It is the Friday episode of Ask a Traffic Cop. We weren't here yesterday, so I'm excited to be here today. I love this music. My name is Sean Shapiro, and I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service. I talk about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff every single day. And, of course, on some weekends. This weekend, I'll be at Fan Expo at uh, the Toronto Convention Centre. We're going to be there with MAD. We're talking about impaired driving. We're talking about their new comic book. And uh, it's this one. If you want your copy, you can get it there. It's free. So come by and say hello. Uh, I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. And then I won't. Because it's it's only a weekend thing. Saturday and Sunday. Uh, This show is brought to you by... I don't have a sponsor. Actually, I am. The Toronto Police Service. Toronto Police Service cares about you. It's true. This whole deal, this thing we do, is all about letting you know what the laws are, letting you understand better uh, what safe driving and and, uh, what the rules are all about so you can, one, be safer, and two, you can also avoid those tickets that nobody wants to get. Nobody wants a ticket. But how do you avoid tickets? Well, it's simple, really. You, you, You follow the rules. The rules are set forth not just to be big meanies and tell you what to do, but because they're they're founded, they're based in, in the concept of doing safe stuff. Yeah, I know. A lot of people don't buy into it, but uh, you know what? I do. I actually believe that the laws are put there to protect us from bad decision-making. That's what a lot of, a lot of the things that go wrong uh, are, are based in. You know, speeding. Uh, a lot of people don't think speeding's a big deal. I do. Speeding, bad. Uh, I, was, I was in Oakville yesterday for the, a premiere, a special event at a movie cinema and it was awesome. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll be talking more about that another day. But uh, the driving, I was doing the speed limit, and people were passing me like I wasn't moving. It was, uh, it was something else. Okay, if you're watching, that's not what I want. I want this one. This one. Uh, we are currently broadcasting on TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Kick. Did I say Instagram? We're everywhere. We're everywhere you are. Now, uh, if you are watching and you want to ask questions, that's how this works. So please do. But if you're on on that whole Twitter thing, uh, please come over to YouTube or one of our other platforms. You can join us by going to trafficcop.ca. And if you go to trafficcop.ca, you will be able to uh, press a link to our social media platforms where you will actually be able to ask questions. Yes. Uh, And I realize here that I need to, do I have it here? No, it's the Wednesday show. Let's take that down. Uh, Okay, updated the link tree so the wrong show isn't there. Either either way, just go to YouTube. You can actually go to uh, youtube.trafficcop.ca. It'll take you directly there. What do we have? Change the the graphics. There it is. Ask a Traffic Cop with BC Sean Shapiro. Hey, if you like these and you want to listen to them in replay mode, like you want to do it while you're driving, you want to listen to this stuff, but you don't want to have the screen on, you don't want to burn data, after the show, I download these, I, pro- I process them, I put them back up into the uh, podcasting world so you can listen to them legally whilst driving around. Uh, let's have a look at what's going on in the chat because we have a bunch of people here. Uh, we've got Peter Gallagher and Chase Zombie, uh, Stephen Bell, Tim Shallow, uh, Dale Robinson. We've got Akila Jaconis. Okay, we, uh, we, got, we got those folks, and we'll talk, about, uh, talk to them and see what their questions are in just a moment. Uh, in the, you know, before we go there, we're going to have a look at where the Vision Zero enforcement team is spending their time today. Because they're in a different place every day. 
That's how they roll. They have to change it up. They are a dedicated group of officers who spend time in the city of Toronto changing driver behavior one ticket at a time. They do that while focusing on the events, the driver behaviors that lead to serious injury, uh, serious injury and death more often than others. They focus on the big ones. That's the big four. Speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, impaired driving, those are the ones uh, that, we, uh, that we identified that numbers support as being the most dangerous driving behaviors for everybody. And we want to protect not only motorists, but vulnerable road users like pedestrians, cyclists, road waiters, everyone. Uh, we've got uh, Vision Zero spending time in 13 and 33 today. Those are two divisions that may mean nothing to you, but they mean something to some people. Uh, people who live in the neighborhood of Glen Park, Briar Hill, Witchwood, Oakwood Vaughn, Parkwoods, Donalda, Bayview Village, York Mills, those are places where people, just like you and me, live, work, and play and deserve to be safe. And uh, they, they, uh, they should feel good knowing that we're there because we're, we're working hard uh, to augment the work being done by divisional officers every single day. All right, with that out of the way, let's talk about other stuff. Let's have a look at uh, what's going on here. Uh, Tracy, hello to you. I saw Emma. I think you were the first one in the chat. My wife, uh, Leo wife, is in the, uh, the chat room assisting as the moderator to bring people over from TikToks. I can't actually see the TikTok stuff, but uh, if you see a whole bunch of questions on screen from Leo wife, that's actually my wife who's helping out. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Okay, Peter Gallagher wants to know about CB radios and was uh, was very uh, skillfully planned this question. Hang on, when, when did the question come in? 10.01, so just before the show came in is when I saw it. So uh, the question is, is out before the show airs as there's a good chance I won't get a chance to do so when you're live. Okay, uh, are taxi drivers allowed to use CB radios while driving? There is no exemption for CB radios to be used by anyone. Uh, however... If you're an amateur radio, a licensed amateur radio operator, there is an exemption for, for them. Now, Citizens Band or CB radios don't have that exemption. So technically, no, CB, CB radios are not exempt, I, unless you have a license. Uh, but it's a good question. And I'm often asked about that with truckers and school bus drivers, and, and there, there's no exemption that I've been able to find. If you're aware of a, an exemption that I've somehow missed, and you think I'm wrong or you would like to update me, um, this is actually an important opportunity to say, I don't know everything. I know a lot of stuff, and I'm open to being corrected. So if you think you've got the right answer and want to challenge something, let me know because I'll look it up and I'll confer with uh, with people who are learned in the industry, and we will bang out the appropriate correction if need be. Okay. Uh, Chase P says, as the owner of two dogs, I love the thumbnail. Right on. I changed the. Uh, I ch well, I changed this. You're talking about the, uh, the, the, the 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 what is it called? The YouTube preview thing. I put a dog there instead of a cat. I was using a cat, cat with a hat wearing sunglasses for a long time for Friday, and, and then I changed it to a dog. So happy Friday, and Zombie says happy Friday, and Stephen Bell says happy Friday, and Tim Shallow says happy Friday, and Dale Robinson says, unfortunately, this Saturday I will be working, so I'm taking uh, that, uh, that Dale will not be able to attend Fan Expo. Greetings and salutations from Michaela Draconis. Uh, distracted driving is rampant. Is a statement from Dale Robinson. And you know what? Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, there is a major problem. It has been a major problem, one that is growing, not getting better. And, and that is that people can't seem to put the phone down. And that fine, the, 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 the fine used to be $125. I believe it was no demerit points back in the day. And it is now $615, three demerit points on your first conviction, uh, three-day suspension on conviction, 
second, I believe, is seven demerit points, or very, sorry, maybe three demerit points, but seven day suspension. I can actually look that up because knowing is half the battle. Who said that? I'm looking forward to the new version, new movie that's coming out. That's been hinted at, or has it been announced officially? I think it was just a little preview nested into another film. Uh, what film was that? Transformers. It was the end of Transformers. Yes. Okay, we're looking at uh, just uh, handheld communication device. Handheld. There's a hyphen in that. There it is. 615. Oh, oh, open up again. So we have the exemptions. So the exemptions are driver of ambulance, fire truck, vehicle, police department vehicle, uh, any other prescribed person or class of persons, and the person holding or using the device prescribed for the purpose of... That doesn't really explain it enough. Anyway, scrolling down to the consequences, which is what I was actually looking for. I'd say, oh, you can get a $500 to $1,000 fine the first time. In a, so there's a set price of $615, but it can go uh, it can go to $500 to 1000 in court. Uh, it could be on a second offense, $500 to 2000 Are you reading the right thing? Handle entertainment device. Um, three days for the first offense, seven for the second, and 30 for the uh, for a second subsequent or additional subsequent offense. So the so it's three days the first time. The second time is seven. Anything after that is 30. That's pretty impressive. I'm waiting for them to start doing roadside suspensions instead of waiting for convictions. Just saying. That will be an interesting day. All right, what do we got here? What is going to be on the G1 test? Well, the G1 test is not the most difficult of tests. It is a learner's permit. There are 40 questions. 20 of them are rules of the road. 20 of them are going to be on signs. Uh, there are pre-tests or sample tests you can get online, and they're free. There's some you can pay for as well from apps that provide help. I don't know if you need it. The idea is to study the book. Study the book. It's also available free. In fact, if you go to trafficcop.ca, you can get the online version of that book for free. Uh, I have a link to it there under useful links. But that would be the place to start. Study everything. Don't study for the test. Study to know stuff, and the test will be easy. Um, studying, and it's random questions. You might not, like, I remember when I did mine, uh, mind you, I, when my, mine wasn't a G1, it was a 365. And the, I think I got the same question three times in a row. It was an electronic, it was like a, it was like an overhead projector with buttons. It was very low quality or low technology, uh, but it was fun-ish. Big Jeff Fresh with a good morning. Good morning. Uh, we have, uh, oh, uh, Dale would like me to clarify lane splitting for motorcycle riders. It's simple. It's not legal at all. That is when a motorcycle rider or person on vehicle uh, travels between two vehicles or between two lanes. I have lots of dash cam footage of this because I keep uh, I keep marking that video. I've got some horrendous video. Uh, I, I say horrendous. I mean, I just it's such blatant abuse of of of, uh, uh, of both safety and law. Uh, when riders do this and it could be careless driving could be stunt driving could be dangerous driving depending on what's being seen oddly enough i tend to see this with motorcycles with their license plates obscured or uh, or intentionally obscured or obstructed to prevent identification uh, so if they weren't doing illegal things why would they be working so hard to prevent their id in any case uh, i think i've clarified it if you think i need further clarification please let me know 
why does York Regional Police enforce license plate covers, but Peel could care less? I'm with the Toronto Police. My name is Sean Shapiro. I'm a police constable here at Traffic Services, citywide unit. I do not work for York Regional Police or Peel Regional Police, thus I cannot comment as to why one police service would care more than another police service. But I, I do have a hint for you. Each individual police officer determines what they are most interested in enforcing. One person may be focused on speeding. The other person may be focused on handheld communication devices. And yet another could be focused on all of it. It depends. You are, we, are, we are individuals, and each one of us has our own uh, areas of interest when it comes to enforcement. It's not a thou shalt enforce everything. It is, there's discretion, and they, many people don't enforce things that they don't see as valuable. Others focus on everything because it's the rule, and it's your, your luck, which, is which officer you engage with, or bad luck. Or I guess that's the luck. Uh, what happens... What can, what can happen if someone gets caught riding my motorcycle with no insurance? If it's your motorcycle and you have no insurance policy on your motorcycle, so it's an uninsured motor vehicle, well, what happens? I, I think it's a great question. Uh, first off, no motor vehicle can operate on the road, on the highway in the province of Ontario without, without being insured. If you loan it to somebody in its insured state, you, the registered owner, are responsible for permitting that vehicle to be operated on the road. You get charged. Just let me, sink, let me let that sink in. You as the registered owner who lends your vehicle or the person in charge of that vehicle. So if your you know, cousin, uncle, brother has access to the keys and loans it to somebody and it's uninsured, they permitted it to happen. They, had, they, had, they, they can be charged as well. Uh, if, uh, if the person riding it has... The, the vehicle's not insured, but the person riding it uh, is caught. Do they get charged for no insurance? Uh, no, not generally, unless they were the person in charge of it, right? Depends. There's some funny wording there, uh, but it's not it, it's not a, a stretch to charge the rider uh, who is in control of that that device, permitting it or, or driving it. Generally, the law is owner permit or owner operate, right? Because it's focused on the person who owns it. Uh, but here's the worst thing. They get hurt, and there's no insurance. You loan your vehicle to a friend or a friend is driving your vehicle knowing that there's no insurance on it or not knowing that there's no insurance and and they get hurt, killed, killed somebody else. Um, that's a big problem. And uh, it, it could be a very expensive problem for, for those that are going to be sued as a result of that event. So, genuine question. Do you support stunt driving penalties? I see multiple offenders daily. Uh, if you mean support, like I think that people should be charged for stunt driving, yeah, I'm a traffic cop. Um, I think we should be crushing cars, but nobody really wants to hear from me when I say that. Um, I, I don't think our penalties are strong enough. I'd like to see everybody arrested when they do these things, criminally. You know, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a cop who doesn't want to see people get killed. Uh, I want, I'm someone who identifies stunt driving uh, as something absolutely dangerous, absolutely all of the time. Uh, unless on a track, you're doing it on a track. You have paramedics and fire and all the appropriate emergency services standing by to help when things go wrong. Have you, if you spend any time on the internet, you will see what happens when stunt driving events that are just a bunch of uh, yahoos in a parking lot, um, when they, those things go wrong and people get severely injured, if not killed. Um, yeah, I'm all about uh, enforcing the law. Just a thing about being a cop, I guess. 
Uh, but yes, I we don't catch all of them. We can't catch all of them, but I'd love to catch all of them. Uh, let's see here. We got, if I went through a yellow light, but it turns red before getting through, is that running a red light? Let me, ref- let me, let me back it up. I went through a yellow light, but it turns red before getting through. If you enter the intersection on an amber or yellow light and it goes red while you are within the intersection, uh, no, you've not run the red light. You have failed to stop for an amber light. And it's an interesting thing here. If you get through the amber light from one end to the other, it doesn't change. It suggests that that was an early amber. Like, like you, it changed to amber maybe just as you were entering the intersection, maybe just before, maybe it was unsafe for you to proceed through or to not proceed, it was unsafe for you to stop. Uh, If you had it turn red while you were in the intersection, chances are you had to accelerate or you were traveling at a speed that you could not respond appropriately to the yellow light, which means you didn't do what you were supposed to do, which is stop. Yellow means stop. Many people think it means go faster. It's not. Yellow means stop unless it's unsafe to do so. Simple, simple, simple. So if you're not stopping, you can be charged for disobey amber or yellow signal because uh, it is an offense. It's cheaper, but it's still an offense. Answer to a Q. What is in the G-test? Words are on the paper. <laughs> Michael is in spicy mode. Okay. Thoughts on left lane campers going the limit. The only speed you're allowed to do on the highway, which is any road in the, in the uh, uh, province of Ontario, is the speed limit. As soon as you go one kilometer over, you are speeding. Uh, my thoughts on people who choose to do the speed limit, they're lawful. They should be doing the speed limit. Now, there's some laws that say that if you are not actively passing or if you're slower traffic, you should move right. I personally disagree with the fact that I should move right to accommodate someone who's breaking the law. I think the lawbreaker should be immediately held accountable and ticketed for speeding. Uh, That said, the world is imperfect. And now there are also people who can legally go over the speed limit, like police, fire, ambulance. And for them, keep the left lane open. If you're not actively passing, stay out of it. But I I actually don't have a problem with left lane campers um, because they're not breaking the law. Now, I do have a problem with left lane campers who are traveling under the speed limit. Personal opinion. If you're on, well, actually, no. Personal opinion is for me is if that if you're in the left lane and you're doing the speed limit, you're doing absolutely everything correct. If you are in uh, doing less than the speed limit, you should move over to the right. And I know a lot of people don't agree with me there because they don't see uh, speeding as an issue, but I do, and I would give you a ticket. Uh huh. Stephen Bell, cueing me to have water. Not really cueing me, but I need water. Stephen Bell says, can you kindly remind drivers that school is back in two weeks to look out for school buses and crossing guards? Look out for school buses and crossing guards. Yeah, we're going to have a big change, a pivot. People's lives. We're going to be in crisis mode because we're going to be packing lunches and preparing for school. And people are out of the the, the practice of uh, packing and preparing and, and looking for another P word. Yeah, well. Uh, the deal is that a lot of people's days are going to change from relaxing to getting up really, really early. 
And I'm looking forward to it, but we really want people to slow down, plan ahead, leave lots of room and time to get to your destination stress-free. If you leave late, you are going to set yourself up for failure, and then you are apt to make decisions that may not be the safest of decisions to make. So uh, put your clothes up the night before. Pack your stuff. Hey, make your lunch the night before if you're a, a, a maker of lunches. But do it so that you create a stress-free environment for yourself and can make those good decisions to get to where you're going without stress. Because again, stress, worrying about being on time for school or having your kids be on time for school uh, or just not looking bad uh, and, and having that compound because you also have to get to work right after. Um, it is a recipe for disaster and it's totally avoidable by just being a better planner. Go to bed earlier, I don't know, things like that. How close to a no parking sign can I park? You know those little tiny arrows at the bottom of the no parking sign that says from this way to that way? Uh, you can park up until that point. So, it, you know, that's the thing. Uh, the, park, the no parking sign, if it says no parking that way, well, you can park up to that point where you're not in the that way. Uh, I don't know how to better describe it because I'm not a parking person. Uh, but that is how I, uh, how I understand and how I operate my life. Don't, don't be in the, the no parking section that it points to. Little, little tiny thing, little tiny triangle. Uh, but a very powerful triangle. Do, do, do. Um, you mentioned jackrabbits. Oh, sorry, you mentioned jackrabbiting. A light is illegal, but what do you do if the oncoming car and what? What do you do if oncoming car and you? I don't understand the question. Hello, you mentioned jackrabbiting. A light is illegal, but what do you do if oncoming car and you? Am I, am I missing something? Is there some more question here? Can someone give me? Can someone give me context? I don't know what you mean. I really don't. Uh, oh, let's try this again. You mentioned Jack Rabbiting is illegal, but do you do if oncoming car and you are turning left? I still don't understand what you're asking me, and I know Leo Wife is doing her best to 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 take the questions from one side to the other, but I I, I don't. Um, the, the, let me let me ref, let me let me rephrase, or let me bring you to the section at trafficcop.com. Sorry, .ca. I don't even know my, web, my own website. Trafficcop.ca. I actually put a link to this. So we're going to go in there and I'm going to read to you from it because it's the law. It says, what counts as stunt driving in Ontario? That's what my link says, top one there. And I'm going to read to you verbatim what it says under OREG, Ontario, the Highway Traffic Act, Ontario Regulation 455-07, Races, Contests, and Stunt. Oddly enough, it was updated on September 12, 2021. All right. Uh, mark departure. I'm just scrolling through gobs and gobs of stuff. The driver executes the left turn immediately before or after the system shows only a circular green indication in both directions and in a manner that indicates an intention to complete or attempt to complete the left turn before the vehicle facing the opposite direction is able to proceed uh, proceed straight through the intersection in response to the circular green indication facing the vehicle. If you jump out and you hit the gas, whether it's just before or just after the light turns green, you have committed the offense of stunt driving. I don't know if that covers it. I hope it covers it because that's, that's the answer. Um, if you are turning left, you wait. 
until they've had a reasonable opportunity. Now, I'm not saying wait 15 minutes, the guy's on his phone, don't go. I'm saying that you have to stay, a, you have to be there for a reasonable amount of time. That's it. Uh, I'm gonna flag a bunch of stuff so I can take it over to the other list before things get refreshed. Oh, I got a Facebook user, Rambunctious Paul. Okay, we'll have a look at what your question is in a second. Um, boom, boom, boom. Parking. Oh, okay. We got answers from Akila Draconis who knows stuff and things. Okay. Question from uh, transposed, trans transferred uh, by Leo Wife. Thank you very much. Can you turn right or left onto a street that has a no right turn or left turn between a certain hours if you live on the street? Unless it says unless you live on the street, then then no. You don't get a free pass. If it says no turn, it's no turn. I, I do not believe there's an exception for uh, if you live here and say so really nicely, uh, no. Abrar Motala says, failing to signal. What are we talking about failing to signal? Was that, was that, a, was that a question, a statement? I don't know what that's in context. Okay. Which we got here. If I'm turning left onto a one-way from a one-way, do I have to wait for green? Okay, so really, let me rephrase the question, and that is, can I turn left on a red light after coming to a complete stop if I'm on a one-way street that is turning onto another one-way street? And the answer is, unless it's prohibited by sign or it's unsafe to do so, then you can legally make a left turn from a one-way street to another one-way street on a red light after coming to a complete stop and ensuring that it is safe to do so, Again, assuming there's no sign prohibiting it. That's it on that one. Uh, what do we got here? What's the difference between a G1 and an M test? That's a good question. I don't know if there's a whole lot different. I really don't. It's been a long, 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 long time ago since I did uh, either of those. Um, but an M1 test is for a motorcycle. There may be motorcycle-specific questions in there. I would suggest reading the M, uh, the motorcycle handbook as opposed to the other one. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Check out the, uh, the, the free handbook. It's available online for free. You can read that. But I would definitely study for the appropriate test. I would review both handbooks. Um, what is this? Rambunctious Paul says, it's not just left lane campers. It's middle lane campers too. In the civilized world, they've realized that you drive in the right lane and pass on the left lane. Yes, but again, passing doesn't allow you to exceed the posted speed limit. So if you are passing and you're doing a kilometer over the posted speed limit, you are breaking the law and have absolutely no right to be doing that. So if someone was in the middle lane in a multi-lane highway doing the speed limit, um, the person passing above the speed limit is still wrong. So all the people who are complaining about all those people who are following the law need to rethink them their, their lives and their 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 motivations and, and their justifications because it's junk. You can't speed, period. I can't defend anyone who speeds. Is the licensed driver, let's see here, oh, okay. Is the licensed driver observing the G1 driver allowed to use their handheld device? There's no law that says they can't. You're not supervising if you're on your phone. 
so that's going to go well when they drive into something in your, your G1. It won't make you more responsible. You cannot be impaired by alcohol or drugs. Uh, that's something that is clear. You can't be over the zero uh, or zero point zero five BAC blood alcohol content. Um, doesn't say anything about uh, the handheld communication device, though. You can only they can yeah. I won't get into other things because you're not asking about other things, but. Yeah, I'm not aware of any law that says you can't be on your phone. But if you're doing your job as a supervisor, because remember, the person driving the car that you're not supervising while you're you know, being distracted on your phone could get you killed, you know, or could very least be doing a really job, bad job of driving. Your job is to supervise, so supervise. Texts can wait. YouTube can definitely wait. Reno parking. What about no parking signs with no arrows? What's the distance that the sign is in effect on either side? Um, most no parking signs do have, I, I would say it's 150 meters. I, I'm speculating, speculating, because most signage is 150 meters. But I don't know. And I wish I could tell you that I do, but I don't. I can't confirm or deny. But I can Google, and anyone who can be Googly faster than uh, it would be is welcome to Google faster. Um, no parking sign, Toronto. Look at this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it. Uh, distance in effect. I don't know. Let's see if that comes back with anything. Parking regulations. Disclaimer. I don't see anything there. Yeah, this is too much to start. Parking considerations regarding buses, complaints. Uh, uh, parking on the street. Uh, here we go. Maybe possibly. Within the city of Toronto, an unsigned maximum three-hour parking limit exists on public roads unless there's a signage posted indicating otherwise. Maximum one. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, everything I see here is with arrows. The examples for city of Toronto are that. So, and uh, are that. So, I don't see an example without. So, uh, Kayla, do they exist without arrows? I don't know. Um, I've never paid attention, to be quite honest. <laughs> I don't, I mean, the only time I'm looking at parking signs is when I want to park. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Hari wants to know, making a U-turn on advanced green light and another car is making right turn on red, who has to yield? That's funny you should say that. Um, if it says that green lights or U-turns are legal, permissible, one person's making the right on red. The other person's making a U-turn on green. Uh, both are responsible for ensuring their move can be completed in safety, which really just means that both could be charged. Uh, you're not, you're not, I have a little tiny itty bitty bug. Where, where does, killing it. No, he got away. Urgh. Fly is here and it's going to be vanquished. I can find it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the deal is that both are responsible for ensuring they can be completed. The the right-turning driver has to go into the curb lane. Oddly enough, as a U-turning driver, you're making a wide turn. If there's no sign saying that it's expected, I don't even know if that changes anything. You just have to both be... I would charge both of you if you crashed into one another, honestly. Uh, you're, you're both made of boo-boo. U-turns are dangerous. I, I don't know if I've said this enough. People say, no, they're not. They're legal. Legal doesn't mean not dangerous. They are more dangerous than turning into a driveway or going around the block. They are a more dangerous option. Excuse me. All right, I'm, uh, so I'm gonna say both could be responsible, be very cautious. I'm not gonna give anybody a free right of way because you're both responsible for ensuring that you can be completing, not just starting, completing your turn. 
in safety. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the opportunity to say, hey, my name is Sean Shapiro, and I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service. I talk about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff every single day. What am I talking about today? Well, I'm talking about what I talk about every day, traffic and police stuff. If you don't already follow us, please do. This is the official channel of the Toronto Police Service uh, for traffic stuff and things. It's called Traffic Services because I work at Traffic Services, the citywide unit uh, for the city citywide unit for the city of Toronto when it comes to traffic. We have divisional units. They do different stuff. Um, we are all about traffic all the time. We are police officers, but the uh, the deal is that we have other specialties. So we're cops who specialize in traffic investigation. If you are uh, watching us for the first time, did I say this already? Follow us, like us, subscribe, uh, retweet, reshare. Uh, tell your friends about us because we're all about sharing information that helps people. This is about you, not me. Uh, whether you choose to break the law or follow it, if you choose to be safe or not, doesn't directly affect me. The goal here is to give you, to impart knowledge and information to allow you to make better decisions, to be more informed, to understand the stuff that is not always easy to remember or understand. Legal leads are never fun. People say, well, I can just Google this stuff. Yeah, and you could probably find five different answers for every question. Then which one is right? I'm going to give you the right one. That's my, that's my deal. That's my plan. Uh, if, uh, if you are interested in becoming a member of the Toronto Police Service, let me bring that up on screen for you because I want to tell you about the fact that we are hiring. We're always hiring and looking for good people to come join the job. The job. Yes, uh, we have positions available in policing. Now, there's always police constable positions that we're looking to fill, and more information are available by clicking Going, first of all, going to tps.ca forward slash careers, but then clicking on police constable. And hey, there's a big apply now button. It works. I tried it. It worked. I got a job here. I don't remember if they had a button when I applied. Uh, but all the requirements, all the information you could ever want to know and more are right here. Uh, we're also hiring, uh, although I don't know if we're hiring right now, special constables, parking enforcement officers, and communications operators. But knowing the information before we're hiring is very useful because if you wait until the hiring window uh, is open to start your process, it might close before your application is even ready. Let's see what civilian role. Oh, we have a new job. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, we have a new job. So the, the, intermediate, the intermediate quality assurance analyst uh, job was open. I believe this closes on September 1st. This is a new one. Intermediate technical analyst in radio infrastructure, a civilian job uh, that pays between 91500 to $105,500. Uh, that's very cool. That is closing on September 7th. Now, obviously, these jobs have very specific requirements, but uh, if this could be you, and maybe you want to come and become an awesome member of our awesome service and work with other awesome people. Okay. We talked about this. Can I drive my car barefoot? Oddly enough, this is a very popular question, and the answer is... In Ontario, it is not illegal to drive barefoot. Um, it's not suggested, but it's not illegal. So if you choose to drive barefoot, just know that you may hurt your toesies when you smash that brake pedal in an emergency maneuver, and that may cause you to say, ow, and pull your foot off the brake, causing you to lurch forward and become involved in a collision. It's just not a good idea. Nor is it wearing any kind of footwear that could become I don't know, dislodged, removed, fly off, lodged behind your, your pedal, preventing you from pressing the pedal. There's just some bad things that can happen. Um, I suggest having footwear that is appropriate. And as, I hate to say it, but 
around the corner is fall and then winter. And you know what people do? They bring big bulky footwear when they're when it's winter time. And then they try and drive itty bitty cars with itty bitty pedals and bad things can happen there too. Have driving shoes for driving. It doesn't have to be like race car driving shoes that bind your feet, uh, but, it, but it should be smaller, more, more good. Hang on a second, here. Um, what's going to be in the G1 test? I'm from Quebec, please, and thank you. Read the book. It's available free. There's a link to it from trafficcop.ca, www.trafficcop.ca. Sometimes it doesn't work without the dub, dub, dub. And uh, yeah, it's, it's all there. It's 20 questions that are signs, uh, 20 uh, questions that are rules of the road. All the questions matter. But read the whole thing. Don't read just to try and pass the test. Read as much as you can. It's, it's, it's a, a lifetime of learning. Uh, let's see here. Service Ontario told me I have two. Oh, here we go. Uh, Service Ontario told me I have $220 in outstanding fines. I have no unpaid tickets. Never driven the 407. Received no tickets in the mail from photo radar or red light camera. What is my next step? Uh, that's from Dawson. Uh, it's possible that somebody has used your car when you loaned it to them. I would ask for more information. Um, you should have bills and you should log into it. Did you have an account? Uh, is it possible that you had your car in for service and they used it? I'd ask for more information. It, the, the truth is you won't be able to renew without paying it. So um, you can go back and try and find out where it was, who it was, uh, but you can't simply say no. That, that's not how it works. Uh, we also have people who occasionally make fake license plates. They will put a reasonable facsimile in their license plate frame and uh, drive around with paper plates to use things and blame you for the use. It's pretty pathetic, but, uh, you know, bad folks are everywhere and they, uh, they, 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 they could scam. But it, it could be something as simple as uh, you loaned your car to somebody. Uh, Stephen Bell says, my mother-in-law says people don't like cops because people like to break the law and not to get caught. When they do get caught, the cops are riding, sorry, the cops are doing their job and dealing with them lawbreakers. Uh, yeah, um, I, I think that people don't like being told they're wrong. I think that people don't like being held accountable for things that they don't think are important. Um, you know, when you get caught being late and your teacher or parent or boss says, hey, you're late. No one likes being caught. Um, you know, the, we do have a discretion to some degree, and we do, exp you know, em employ that discretion where appropriate. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's rules, and they're supposed to be followed. That concept of uh, rules are made to be broken is movie crap, to be quite honest. Rules are meant to be followed. Uh, what is the lowest I can bring down my car when lowered on springs? Did I read that at all correctly? What is the lowest I can bring my car down when lowered springs? Um, my understanding is three inches from the original ride height. However, there's other considerations to be taken into consideration. And that is, uh, when you do that, will you have any body or frame contact with tire, making it an unsafe motor vehicle instantly? Um, there's also a maximum and minimum uh, from center of headlights to ground that, that you can have. Um, you should check with a, I say trusted mechanic, someone who's actually going to tell you the truth, not just take your money because you were offering it. Uh, it's a problem, oddly enough. Uh, there's also something called the light truck and passenger safety inspection. No, it's light. It's light truck and passenger inspection guide, I think, and it's referenced in the uh, the Highway Traffic Act, and that's where you get a lot of this information because it'll tell you what you can certify a motor vehicle for as a mechanic. Yes and no. It's too high. It's no. It's too low. Go check that out because everything's listed there. Uh, Hari is driving on 110 on highway speeding. 
Well, it depends what the speed limit is. If the speed limit is 100, then yes, you're doing 10 kilometers over and you are breaking the law. You are speeding. If that is on the Fred Gardner Expressway or the Don Valley Parkway, that's 20 kilometers over. It is speeding. One kilometer over is speeding. The posted speed limit is a maximum speed, not a minimum. It's not a suggestion. It's a rule. Um, and I always find it interesting when people ask me these questions about speed because so often I'm asked, you know, what's the legal amount I can go over the speed limit legally? And that answer is zero. Zero. You, you're not allowed to speed at all. I was crossing at a red light with my two kids yesterday and a car came flying th right through out of nowhere. Wish I had a dash cam in my stroller. Um, not, to, not to make fun. I, I wish you did too, but... There are so many people running 360 cams everywhere they go. They're documenting their lives for social media and for liability coverage because, you know, every motorcycle operator is pretty much wearing a body cam of some kind uh, or a 360 cam. It makes sense to want to document these things because you cannot, uh, you, you, can't, you can't predict always what's going to happen. And the only positive copy or, or, or witness you have is video these days. So... Maybe maybe you need to be the person to invent the first stroller dash cam. I hope you make a million bucks. Maybe I need to make a million. No, I'm kidding. I got no time for that. Um, who would be fault? Who would be at fault if cars are backing up and hit each other in a parking lot? So two cars, neither of which is being piloted properly by a driver who's paying attention. Uh, you, you're both at fault. You're both backing up. You're 50-50 private property. You're going to make a report. You're both going to have likely a 50% um, fault situation split evenly down the middle, probably. You know, if it's it's a little different if you were almost out of your spot and the other person rammed you uh, in the side. Like, it really depends on where the contact points are from, from my perspective, but you're on private property. So chances are both insurance companies are going to take care of their own vehicles. There might be some subrogation in the background where they, you know, argue between insurance companies as to say, to say who's more at fault than the other. If there's video to provide context that might help or hurt you, but usually it's 50-50 on private property, especially backing up. Uh, what would happen if you had, oh, what would, what would happen if you have a straight pipe but the system to stop the noise? You have a system to stop the noise. If you have a straight pipe, you have no muffler. If you have no muffler, you are breaking the law regardless of the noise. Unless you have a vehicle that was manufactured before mufflers were required by law. So you have a classic vehicle, then you may not get a ticket. But it's not just about noise. It's about emissions as well. How much trouble can you get in if you're picking up a motorcycle and you have no insurance or plate? A whole lot of trouble. It's a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> I don't understand the question even. You cannot operate a motorcycle or car or truck on the road without it being insured first. Five to $25,000 in fines, first conviction. Up to six months in jail, first conviction. Good luck ever getting insurance. Ha! Don't do this. Uh, license plate's worth 110 bucks for driving with that one. Hopefully you're properly insured, but that's got to be the worst thing you could possibly do. Pay for CAA, pay for a tow truck, pay for, pay for a motorcycle tow truck, um, find a friend with a pickup truck. Like there are so many options before riding an uninsured motor vehicle on the road. Not to mention the fact that if you wreck, you're not covered, the bike's not covered, the person you hit's not covered, which means they're gonna sue you personally for the rest of your life will be paying. Like the, possibly the most boneheaded maneuver 
is to drive without insurance. And I'm not calling you out. I don't even know who you are. Anyone who drives with insurance, I think, is a bonehead. It's not you. You just asked a question. If you have tinted taillights and you can see them perfectly in the night, will a cop pull the person over? Obviously, if I'm driving around and I can see everything perfectly, I probably have no reason to investigate you. But if I don't see you perfectly, if I determine that that is not appropriate, um, I will investigate and I will charge you. Like, it has to be discernible at 150 meters. That means I need to be able to determine whether it's in high or low, if the brakes are active or not, at night at 150 meters. You may think it's perfect. I may disagree. Then the courts will decide. A whole bunch of questions have come in. By the way, we run till 11 o'clock, and at 11 o'clock, we will cut the questions off. It'll be dad jokes only. Uh, but I, I, I have timestamps on all these questions. Uh, right now, I'm flagging questions into the 1045. There we are. Uh, I have questions as, oh, as, as recent as 1045.46, was it? Anyway. I've got 27 questions in the queue, and I'll be going through these. But if you ask questions after 11, know that you may not be heard because I won't be looking at them. Uh, what do we got here? Peter Gallagher. I'm sending this. We talked about this one. Why is this being flagged again? Oh, because I'm not in the right menu. That's why. But boom. Okay. Apparently, I didn't clear these. Come on. Stand by. How have I got some of these duplicate? Maybe I, what I did here. I went to the wrong side. Is that what happened? Okay. An advanced left turn green. Person on opposite side turns right and almost causes accident. We have an advanced green. You obviously have a green indicator while the person on the opposite side turns right on a red light. They have an obligation uh, to uh, to make a right turn in safety, so you would have the right of way in that situation. Uh, okay, I'm gonna flag this one at the end. What do you say about two? What is this? What do you say about small two wheelers, not actual bike that some people ride without bike license? What is it then? Are you talking about like a like a push bike for for? For children, like for toddlers? Are you talking about an, an e-bike that has no pedals, which is then a motorcycle? You need to be a little more specific so I can understand what you're talking about. Sean Chen says, hello. Actually, you said hello. Hello? I don't know how to pronounce what you wrote, uh, but I get you. Good to see you, Sean. Long time no see. Hope, hope you're ready for school. Uh, but I, I need to hear how your summer's been going because we haven't chatted in a while. Uh, Stephen Bell says, if I ever meet you in person, you may not like me because I can talk your ear off. I, I talk a lot too, Stephen. Don't, don't worry about it. I, I, you'd be a good company. I'm told regularly. And, I, and if this show is any indication, you know, speaking for an hour without breathing, uh, you'd, you'd be all right. Okay. Uh, do cop cars read license plates automatically? If they are outfitted with an ALPR, automatic license plate reader, then yes. Yes, they would. Uh, 
yeah, that, that's the that's the answer to that question. It's actually amazing technology, and uh, I can I can chat about that for a second. And the deal is that it, it, it's amazing how quickly it can read plates, like just four car uh, four lanes wide, like incoming on uh, coming from either direction. It's amazing. I love this technology. I'm so happy that we have it uh, because we need to catch people who are violators, and this is. Like so useful, so useful. Uh, what is the difference between single and double solid lines? I like that question. Uh, the answer is that um, a single double, single versus double. So there's yellow and there's white. We'll not talk about that for the time being. But a single line means that you cannot, you should not cross. Not that you cannot, because there's no uh, law against crossing a line in Ontario, unless it's a sign giving direction, uh, but the the single line means you can't go from either direction. If you have a double line, it's possible that it will change as you go. So if you have a double line and one line changes to ha a dotted a hash mark, it means then there's visibility for that lane, lane closest to that line, to pass and cross while the other line cannot. You usually see that in, in crests of greater uh, or curves, more often not in curves. Okay, uh, we talked about this already. We talked about that already. We talked about this one already. How much ones we talked about already? Okay, what to do? We talked about this. Oh, Kayla has seen parking signs with no arrow. Maybe in private property. I've also seen areas where a single arrow was missing after a string of doublers. Uh, interesting. Yeah, usually. Um, uh, I can't speak for private property because that's that's a whole different story. But uh, we, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't have an answer. All right. Um, can I do wheelies on my old on my own property? As of September twelfth, two thousand twenty-one, I believe that's the date. Uh, you cannot legally do wheelies anywhere because it's stunt driving, and stunt driving is is applicable on private property and public property. The only place you could do stunt uh, stunting would be a racetrack. Um, yeah. Can't do it on your private property. Now, I'm not hanging out in your bushes waiting for you to do that. Uh, the likelihood of being caught is different. But let's say you're doing this. You're doing wheelies all day long, and you're making a lot of noise at the same time, and you're upsetting your neighbors because maybe you don't live on a farm and you have neighbors that are close enough that they hear you and they're annoyed with you. They call the police, and we come to investigate the noise complaint. And we see you doing wheelies on your property. It's a very good chance you're going to get a stunt driving charge because we would then be witnessing the events taking place. Just saying. If you were pulled over with an expired temp sticker, but the vehicle is registered, insured, but not safe, well, you're going to lose your plates because the vehicle is not safe. The idea of a temp sticker is to get you certified so you can get a permanent uh, registration on the vehicle. It's temporary for a reason. So if your vehicle is safe, because you have a recent certification to prove it, that's different, but if it's an unsafe vehicle, you're gonna lose your license plates. Uh, you're gonna be uh, getting it towed wherever you have to go because you won't be legally permitted to drive it. Well, you're not legally permitted to drive it anyway. But you're gonna, you're gonna have to go through a process and it will not be fun. Okay, uh, what's, we talked about this. Maybe, uh, apparently there's some spamming. Uh, and just to uh, courtesy of Akela, spam is for a can, a sandwich, to be fried with eggs possibly but not our chat, so please don't spam. 
Uh, we already talked about it, uh, Twaha, Umar, but the, the answer again, just because I like you so much, uh, what's going to be in the G1 test from, uh, I'm from Quebec, please and thank you. Go to trafficoff.ca, go look at the book, it's free, you can get the, the uh, G1 handbook uh, or the, the driving handbook for G class there, read it, 20 signs, 20 rules of the road, can't tell you which ones because it's different every time. If you're convicted for a traffic violation, you get three demerits. Will your insurance rates go up? Um, demerits is not an insurance thing. In fact, they don't really care about points. Uh, they care about convictions. You pay a ticket or you lose in court, you have a conviction. There's majors and minors. A three demerit point ticket would be a major. They would generally consider that to be a insurance impacting charge. Something with lower or no points is a minor. And multiples of those would still count as a major. So uh, the idea is don't get any tickets because your insurance company is a private organization and they can do whatever they want with your rates based on what they determine your risk to them is. See, they're in the business of taking your money and not paying you uh, because that's how they make money. If you cost them money by being a client, they don't want you to be a client. See where I'm, see where I'm going with this? Uh, Boom, boom, boom. Oh, Twaha wants to know if the test is easy for the G1. It's pretty easy. It's, it's, it's certainly not hard. Although I hear people take it three and four times before getting it. Um, I, don't, I don't, maybe they didn't read the book. Or they're really stressed out of tests. Randy McNaught, using sandals or flip-flops while striving may also interfere with your ability to apply proper pressure to the brake. Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's funny. I've moved a car barefoot or in flip-flops. I don't want to drive a car like that. People take their, their shoes off on long trips. Um, let me give you a, 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 a situational potential example here. Uh, let's say you uh, get into a crash. It's a bad crash. Car rolls over. There's spilt fluids. There's broken glass. There's maybe even stuff on fire. Chemicals all over the road. You've taken your shoes off. Your shoes are no longer anywhere that you can find them, whether they're in the car or not. They're just not accessible. You're going to be getting out of that car, hopefully getting out of that car, uh, and walking around in that stuff. Maybe it's winter, maybe it's summer, uh, but it's going to hurt. And uh, this is bad planning. Plan for the worst. I'm not saying wear Nomex, but plan for the worst. Uh, we've covered this. It must have been asked multiple times. Okay. Can I call a policeman when someone's driving danger in the highway and he's on the phone? Danger, if you're saying that being on the phone is danger, well, it's dangerous, yes, but that's not an appropriate call to police. If that person is putting people's lives in immediate danger, they're all over the road, they're potentially impaired, they're, they're recklessly driving, they're beyond that of using their phone or exceeding the speed limit by five kilometers an hour. Like We're talking egregious behavior. Yeah, call 911. That's, that's an immediate emergency. If you believe that someone is going to get hurt immediately or shortly thereafter, if you don't intervene by calling the police, you must make that call yourself. Um, be careful not to be using this as a, uh, you know, I don't like this person because they cut me off. That's not an appropriate call to police. Uh, you know, it, we, we don't want to waste time of, of people who are waiting to deal with emergencies. But if it's a legitimate emergency, it's a legitimate emergency. What is the Yippie program? Uh, youth... In Policing Initiative, I believe, is what the acronym stands for. Am I, am I correct in that? Uh, Toronto Yippie. 
Youth in Policing Initiative. I, I remembered it correctly. Let me put it on screen and we'll talk about it. This is a program that allows youth in, uh, in communities. It says here, this initiative gives young people an opportunity to, to develop job skills while fostering positive partnerships with the Toronto Police Service. Uh, and apparently there's a whole bunch of stuff here that you can read about. Uh, the, the youth age 15 to 18 who resides in neighborhood improvement areas in the city. Uh, there's a list of those neighborhoods somewhere, I'm sure. And it runs uh, fall, summer, winter, spring. So there's opportunities all the time. Uh, summer is a 35 per hour work week, uh, six hours per, e per week for uh, fall and winter. Is there a time? So you must be 15 to 18, not have any criminal charges pending before the court, must be legally eligible to work in Canada, must be attending school, must not have previously participated in the Yippee program. And there, there's the list. So if that's something you're interested in and qualify for, check it out, www.tps.ca. All right. Can you explain the cell phone rules? I can do that. If it's attached to a holder, can you touch it? Hmm. So if you are in a car and the cell phone is securely mounted, how much contact can you have with said phone? You can touch it for the purposes of answering a call, swipe to answer or, uh, or, or touch to answer, uh, you can swipe or touch to hang up, thus concluding what you can do with a cell phone while it's mounted. You can't use your cell phone. You can view your cell phone in one, other than from lock screen to see who's calling. Uh, you can view it in GPS mode, but you cannot watch Netflix. You cannot surf the web. You cannot write emails, text people. That's not what it's for. Uh, that's not what the permission is for. And it's very specific. Like You can't have it on your lap. You can't. It has to be mounted and that's the only time you can make contact. Answer, hang up, or with the screen on in the GPS mode, and no, you cannot enter a destination while you're driving. I keep seeing uh, Nid, oh, I see the username here. Um, Nid, XY. Uh, the, uh, I keep answering the taillight question. I guess you keep going out. You'll have to watch the replay because I'm not going there again. Do we talk about that? Okay. Uh, hang on a second. Okay. Oh, we got a new question from the same person. I guess you, I, you got, okay, hang on. Standby. Can I call? Oh, we've talked about that one. Okay, good. Let me flag a couple more. We are at 11 o'clock, so no new questions. but I'm going to flag all the ones before. The only thing we'll do after these are exhausted is read a dad joke or two. Boom, boom, boom. All right, here we go. 15 questions flagged, of which I already had that one done and that one done. If a construction company blocks access to your driveway and need for a law or is it a bylaw issue oh any need for law uh do you, do you call the police because they blocked no ask them to move 
Tell them it's your driveway. I mean, if they're digging it out because there's a giant leak and your house is going to cave in, if they don't touch it, but they should be notifying you well in advance. Uh, there may be a situation where they, they do need to block you, but uh, you should have notice. Um, and they, they can't just block you in. Like, you have to get out. They have to give you some notice. I don't know the, the ins and outs. I would be calling the city if that was a problem. I would uh, first try asking them to give you an appropriate way to get out of your driveway. Um, if they're asking them what the story is, maybe you just have to park down the street for half a day. Again, that's where they give you notice so you can do things. Uh, condos is a great example. I used to live in a condo. Condo would say, we're cleaning the garage. Get your car out by this date and time, or we're going to, like, give you a ticket and then make it really, really dirty because they're going to power wash the floors, and then you're going to be miserable. But they give you enough notice so you can get it out of the way, and it's not an, it doesn't impact you. All right. Oh, in response to Stephen, uh, who says he talks too much, Akela says, I spent almost the whole time at the Indy talking to Sean. Yes. And taking photos. Some really nice photos, by the way. I gotta, I gotta integrate some of your photos into our, into our uh, loop. Okay, uh, knee, dxy. <laughs> Never gonna try and pronounce your name. Uh, I have LED lights on the inside of my car. You can see them through the window, but they're not bright because my windows are tinted. Is that a problem? Well, you may have multiple problems going on. If your lights are, if your windows are so tinted that they block the light, how tinted are your windows, and are they legal? Uh, one. Because you have a max, you cannot you cannot prevent us from seeing inside your vehicle. If the public or the police can't see inside, can't identify a driver, can't see if you're wearing a seatbelt, using your phone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you've broken the law. You're obscuring the interior of a motor vehicle with a color or a reflective tint, and that's $110 ticket. If your if your windows are really super dark, it could be unsafe motor vehicle because it's not safe in that state. If you're Lights inside of the vehicle are projecting invisible outside. That's a problem. If you just have like accent lights illuminating the inside, well, not the end of the world. However, it is impacting your night, uh, your your night vision, your your ability to see in low light conditions, and that could be a problem. Uh, I think the answer is it. It depends. Uh, it's certainly not a, a good move. There's no need to have inside glowing lights. How loud can my all-part aftermarket exhaust be? How loud can my all-part aftermarket exhaust be? So it, it can't be loud. The whole concept is of mufflers is to muffle. If you don't have a muffler in your exhaust, it's improper. If you have no muffler uh, or, or proper exhaust, there's no muffler. There's multiple charges here. Uh, so you have, to, you have to not create unnecessary noise, one. Two, uh, you're looking for like a, des a decibel level. I believe 74 decibels is the maximum permitted. Uh, if your vehicle is slightly over that, does, are we going to know? We don't use decibel readings. But if you're obnoxiously loud, expect tickets. And if we see that you have no muffler, expect tickets. It's it's a it's a ticket thing. Akela Draconis, uh, I'll leave that till the end because it's a message of of, uh, of the the end. Uh, what's the difference between conviction and being charged? Being charged is an allegation. I give you a ticket. I say I saw you doing this, and you either say yes, I did this. Or I, I contest it. I do not believe that I did this. I want to take you to court, and I want the, the court to hear testimony from the officer and, uh, and from me, and the, they let them decide. When they decide, that's a conviction. Or it's not, depending on how the outcome goes. So if you're convicted in court, the judge says, no, we're going to take the evidence of the officer over the, the, the uh, evidence of the accused or the, the defendant, um, then, you're, then you're convicted. You will register a finding of guilt. 
if you as the defendant or a person who's got the ticket and is, is contesting it uh, is either through error, because very often it's, it's error that discounts or, or gets a ticket thrown out, uh, or because you've made your case, uh, well, that would make you uh, not convicted, even though you had been charged, but the charges would be dismissed. Thus, you'd be free to go with no conviction. I hope that answers your question. I think I've covered both angles. Anyone in the chat want to let me know if I have, in fact, covered both sides? Um, we'll keep going. But if I have to circle back, I will. Okay. Bad joke. We'll leave to the very, 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 very end. Sean Chen, who confirms my information of Yippee, was correct. Uh, Michael says, I find sandals more comfortable in the summer. I, I wear sandals almost exclusively. I'm a Birkenstock guy from the moment I don't need to wear socks. I don't wear socks with Birkenstocks. I think it's wrong, and that's a personal thing. Uh, but, it, you know, I agree. But my, my Birks are, uh, are, are the, what are they called? They're, they're, um, they're two-strap Arizonas. Yeah, and they're quite secure on my feet. I'm not concerned about them coming off. If I, if I, I wouldn't wear tongs, like the, the, you know, the ones that just go over your toesies. And those ones are just like flip floppy. No. But if it's a secure fit or even better if it has a, a heel strap, you know, got to cover those just in cases. Are there any laws that prevent me from towing a child cart buggy with my child in it with an e-bike? Well, you have to be 16 years old to ride an e-bike. Can you transport a child on an e-bike? I don't think you can, but now I want to confirm because I don't want to give you bad info. Uh, for the person who's asking this question for whom I don't have a name, go to trafficcop.ca, go to send me a message, and please use the form to send me an email with your email. And I want to respond to you because that's a really good question that I thought about in the past and have not confirmed. But I want to give you the exact answer, not a guess. So send me a message there. Michael. Oh. Okay. Michael says, I got to Indy at last event on Fan Friday. Sean was going to pack up by that time. I saw him, and I wanted to leave by then. Yeah, we, we caught each other right at the end. It was like a high bye. Leo Wife uh, sending a message from TikTok. What are the charges for slow driving on a highway? Uh, simple. It's, it's unnecessary slow driving. Uh, I believe it's $110. I'm going to confirm that because I hesitated, which makes me think I don't, I don't have confidence in that. <laughs> uh, slow, unnecessary. Uh, $180, two demerit points. It's higher than I thought it was. Uh, no motor vehicle shall be driven on a highway at such a slow rate of speed as to impede or block the normal and reasonable movement of traffic thereon, except when the slow rate of speed is necessary for safe operation, having regard to all the circumstances. Uh, so obviously, if it's bumper to bumper, there's no unnecessary slow driving. There's nowhere to go. Uh, I actually, last night, when coming back from Oakville, had, was it Oakville? I don't know where I was. It was on the highway. Maybe it was, but no, it was on the 401. I was behind a Honda, and you know who you are, uh, in lane one of the collectors on the eastbound 401 doing 60. That is something I would have charged you for. I think I got dash cam footage of it. It was, I get frustration when people are going too slow. It was super dangerous. And then I had to be concerned, like, if I change lanes to get around this person safely, is the person behind me who's probably doing, you know, 130 going to drive into them. So it's super dangerous. 
I wasn't impressed. I may have had loud choice words. Anyway, uh, can you legally use a weapon in Ontario for self-defense? Depends. It's a, it's a funny thing. Um, if you, it's a tough, here's the thing. Yes and no depends. If somebody comes to fight with you and you have, they have no weapon, it would not be appropriate for you to pick out a baseball bat and beat them. That would have you getting arrested. So you should be, it's been described to me in the past as whatever they have less one, not plus one. So if someone is, 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 is you know, you should always try and, I don't want to get into this because I don't want to give you bad information. I don't want to get you information that gets you into trouble. But, it, you know, essentially you can use as much necessary as possible, but it's a fine line when it goes from as much necessary, as much force as necessary until you're criminally responsible. So, you, you know, you, you need to do as much as you can to get away, not to win the fight. You're talking about self-defense. The best tool you can always use is run away. I know it doesn't sound like a glorifying win, but getting away and surviving is the best way to go. Uh, talking is the best tool you can use to get out of a situation. And anything else, fighting, if you pull out a knife, not only will you probably be stabbed with it, uh, you're definitely, anyone, with a, whenever a knife is in, involved, you're gonna get cut. Like these are just bad ideas. You know, people ask questions because they think the, the, the weapon is going to solve their problems. And more often than not, the weapon creates more problems. Don't bring a weapon to a fight that didn't have one uh, is, is a really good way to go. And with that, I'm going to say that Akela Jacob, well, do we start with Akela? No, we start with dad joke from zombie. Zombie bad, uh, zombie dad jokes have a history of being really good. Dad joke, what is the Cookie Monster's favorite band? Oreo Speedwagon. Okay, that's good. I don't mind that. I like Oreos. Um, yeah. Joseph DiBenedicto was, was talking about Oreos in the States. Apparently, they have like 15 versions, varieties of, of Oreos there. Thick, thin. I've even tried some of them. I've had a Oreo cookie that was cinnamon. What's it called? Cinnamon? Not cinnamon. Cinnamon roll? Yeah. Really good. I've tried a bunch of lemon Oreos. I've tried those. Um, some of them not so good, but I give them a chance. <laughs> August 25th being Friday. Uh, what do you call a mouse that swears? A cursor? It's not bad. It's not great. Uh, what do we got here? Boom, boom, boom. Looking to see if there's any more dad jokes. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Michael says, candy corn Oreos from South Park. Um, I said I wasn't doing any, any ones that were after 11, but let's see here. A bunch of questions. Oh, the Canadian show. Just talking about the Canadian. Well, I was talking about last night. I didn't specifically talk about you. But hold on a second. Just because it's you. I'll have a look at, uh, I, got, I I want to see our selfie. Where's our selfie from last night? I was with the Canadian show and uh, the food day. <laughs> I had a lot of fun last night. Uh, let's see here. What we got, what we got. 
Ah, thank you very much. Uh, this is a good comment from Randy. Uh, cell phones should not be mounted to the windshield. They can reduce forward visibility by 5 to 15%. Fantastic point. Um, a suction cup mount, which I used to have, I no longer have. I use a cup holder mount. I use vent mounts, uh, anything but windshield. Uh, if you put your, oddly enough, if you put your phone in front of the windshield, you will look at your phone and not the windshield. And it's kind of important to see what's on the other side of that phone. Uh, so you can be charged for obscuring the driver's view. Not a, not a good move. Canadian show says, hey, 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 it's my favorite police officer. That was sort of my fat Albert, but not really. Uh, last night during the rainstorm, people started putting on their four-way flashers while still driving. Is there a safety reason for this? I hate that. I dislike it. I don't want people to be blinded by these lights. Um, they create starbursts. They do all sorts of things. And really, hazard lights are to mark non-moving hazards. When you have hazards that continuously move in your future, yeah, we, we see you. We know it's raining. We have limited visibility. Let's not ruin what little visibility we have by blinding us with flashing lights. Uh, they, should, they should not be doing that. Again, pulled over the side of the road. Look at me. I'm here. Don't hit me. Makes sense. Look at me. I'm driving in the rain just like you. Doesn't make sense. Just saying. <laughs> uh, and yes, uh, you are 100% right. Shouldn't they just pull over if they don't feel confident driving in those conditions? Yes. And as I saw on my drive home, a Mustang that drove into a center barrier and spun around um, because they were obviously too confident for that condition. Um, okay. Got some Michael and Canadian show discussing. With a G1, can I drive in of different provinces? Uh, the pro so if the province accepts it. See, we issue a license, and then it's up to other provinces and states to accept them. This is not a, there is no de facto acceptance of a learner's permit. In fact, if you have a learner's permit from Ontario and move to another province, you don't get a learner's permit in that province. You have to reapply for a, learner, a learner's permit there. Uh, they do not transition or transfer automatically. You do it again. It's not tough, you just do it, but you have no real experience as a, as, a, as a G1. So if you choose to drive on a G1, which I, I really would dissuade you from doing, like, don't drive interprovincially. Don't go to another province and then say, hey, can you teach me how to drive? Because guess what? We have different laws. We have different infrastructure. We, have, we do things that are just a little different, and it could mess you up. Also, you might find yourself in a situation where the license is not accepted, and if you didn't do your homework, you won't know that until it's too late. Okay. Ah. I use small rig equipment to attach my phone directly above my instrument cluster. First off, I really like small rig stuff. I have a bunch of their stuff. Um, that is a... It's like I have a lot of Manfrotto stuff too, and small rig just makes smaller, lighter, much less expensive versions of the same thing. Um, if it's attached to your instrument cluster but not obstructing your view, you, you might be okay. Interesting, uh, completely off... No, well, it's not off topic, but it's 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 kind of a side thing. Uh, have you looked at the new Bronco, Ford Bronco? No, I'm not sponsored. Uh, they have a quarter is the quarter inch mount in the front in the center of their dashboard, like right on the right on the on the dash not dashboard on the is that it is dashboard, uh, right right dead center underneath the rearview mirror, uh, but on the top of the thing. Hey, we're just wrapping up. Yeah, we're just wrapping up. Uh, they have a, is it a quarter inch mount that, oh, you were, I wasn't talking to you about it. Sergeant Campbell just entered the room. Um, they have a, a GoPro or camera mount location, really intended for off-road use, but uh, 
Very cool. Akela, uh, what are we talking about? We were talking about uh, mounting a cell phone possibly in the way of your view. Well, we talked about that yesterday, did we not? I wasn't here yesterday. Sorry. The day <laughs> Two days before. ago. Yes. And today we're talking about Oreo cookies, too. So uh, obstructed view and all those uh, all those things? It, it is a problem, and people think that they can mount their... I, actually, uh, the worst one that I've heard of recently, two, two, two worst ones. One that clips to the bottom of your rearview mirror, so your rearview mirror now is, is twice as hot, tall because you have a phone underneath, the goal being to make it your GPS there, but they're com you're completely blocking out a large portion of your windshield when you do that. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Where, where pedestrians that's and... That's where those people will die if you like, you cover them up. Yeah. Bad, yeah. bad, bad, bad. The other one is on the steering wheel. Either in the, it clips to the outside of the steering wheel or over your airbag to either prevent you from properly gripping and maneuvering your, your steering wheel or to become a projectile when the airbag deploys. Oh, yeah. He's bad. Oh, that's, that's a terrible, terrible, terrible... Uber idea. dumb. Uber yeah. dumb. Uh, the one that... Here's the big thing. It's because people are trying to find ways to hide their phones so they can get away with using it. That's really what this is all about. There's no way that putting your cell phone, even for GPS mode, would be smart to put it in the center of your steering wheel so you have to look down and take your eyes off the road. Like, it's just... It, I don't understand. And they're marketing these on, on TikTok and other platforms as this great new place to put your phone. And it, it yeah. couldn't get worse. Yeah. I just nope, realized nope. you're totally not on camera. Oh, I'm, my shoulder is. Yes. And, there we go. And what a shoulder it is. <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, so that that's it. That's the, that's the story. Um, what is this? A dad joke. Farmer hey. taught his hen to count her eggs. I guess you could say she was a real mathma chicken. <laughs> I never heard that one before. That's good. Niha says, "Stop shouting." To oh, oh, I love you, big what? Big, I Stop love shouting. big. I'm not reading that. Get back. You get back to your work. Are, are, who are you talking to? I am at work. This is work. It's hard work when I have to put up with questions like that. It's fun work. It is fun work. Uh, we'll yeah, we don't have a moderator today, so. We do. My wife is helping. Oh, excellent. She, is, she has stepped up to the plate. Uh, the kids are, are elsewhere, and, and, and she's filling in. Niha, hello, how you doing? Uh, she, oh, dad joke from Niha. I only seem to get sick on weekdays. I must have a weekend immune system. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Me too. Um, that was good. What do we have here? Take a picture sometime and share it. Oh, Akela uses the, the phone to take pictures of, of. I wonder if you can manu if you can use Siri to trigger a camera photo opportunity. If it was mounted, could you say take a? Somebody find out. Ask Siri to take a picture. I wonder if that'll work. Because the, the problem is you can't even activate your. You can't technically touch your phone for that purpose. I know Google can do it. Google can do it. You can I say take a so. picture. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, so when I was at Ford Driving Skills for Life, um, I was exposed. I was exposed to this whole concept of a of a point zero five e. Like I don't know how to say this in a cool way because it doesn't sound cool at all. But a point five. This is where you use the wide angle rear camera and take a picture. I've taken a few of them now. I took one last night. Uh, it actually takes a pretty good photo. This is where you don't aim it like this, where you can make it look nice. You turn it around and you get the whole room because it's a super wide angle photo. And I was I, I kind of rejected the concept originally, but now I like it. So we're taking your phone, so I have, we're gonna making do it a wide angle. Yeah, so right now, I turn it to the 0.5, then I flip it around, Yep. and then I take a photo. I have no idea what I'm doing. And then I look at it, and it, that's what it is. It's not okay. bad. 
That's not bad. But if we do that again and smile, I'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> better? Well, let's find out. It's much better. We're smiling. <laughs> my my, my uh, smile's not, a bit ridiculous. You know what? Have a look at that picture when it comes out. Yeah. That's it, the one. It, that, that, that. That's the one. <laughs> I'll post it. I, I have no shame. So, uh, okay. Oh, Akela's going to send a picture of the map. Cool. Um, what is this? Sheepdog. We have 60 sheep. Shepherd. We should have 57. Dog. I know. I rounded them up. That's pretty good. Michael, I like that one. Yes. I do like that. I'm going to use that one. Can I steal it from you? I, I borrow, borrow. 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 All right. With tactically that, acquire. Uh, tactically acquire. With that, I, th I think we've, we've, we've covered everything. Um, we need to see that on Instagram. Nihas, I'm going to put that on Instagram. Voiceover cop Instagram. I'm putting it up there after the show. Uh, bum, bum, bum. That's it. I asked a question about what? Did you just what yourself? Well, I'm reading Cindy's question. Cindy says I asked a question about Mary, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what this one. So somebody's apologizing for something else. I don't know. Um, What's the magic number to put your radar gun down and chase? So what's the magic number for someone to be speeding to get actually held accountable for speeding? It depends on what the other contestants are, are, are providing as, as the going rate. You know, it all depends on where you are as well. Yeah. Um, the, the danger, you know what, if you're going through a school zone and the speed limit is 40 or 30, uh, as it is in a lot of places in the city of Toronto, if you're doing 10 over, that's a bit of a danger. Especially well, if kids are out. Absolutely. Not a problem at all. I have a quite, I got an email this morning from a, a sergeant uh, who had, let's see here, what's the speed? Let me open up this picture. Slowly. I'm going to open it slowly because this computer is so fast. I don't want it to hurt itself. Come on. <laughs> oh, cute. It's a JPEG. 149 and a 50. The speed. Oh, my goodness. Was one. They got and a motorcycle, no less. So VZ, the speed, correct, uh, 149 to 50 zone, downtown Toronto on Lakeshore near Reese Street. Rider has a 30-day license suspension, uh, and 30-day license suspension to consider things, yes. Um, can you post that picture? I, I can put it oh, on it screen. Oh, it is already up there. Well, it's po they posted it earlier. Yep. I love when they post things. Wow. But uh, window, can I do this? Yeah, this is the post from... from uh, that's from Sergeant Moore. Sergeant Moore put it up. Yes. I love it. I love it when we catch these. Like, I don't want them to do it just so I can have the joy of them being caught, but I really do appreciate when we catch these people. Who in the right mind does that? Puts everyone... Like, what happens if they lost, lost control at that speed? Um, either destruction to public property or, or private property. Uh, take At that speed, you... you anyway, it's totally irresponsible. I would charge them criminally. At that speed. Can you imagine striking a pedestrian? I, I can. At that's 149? Why I'm, that, that's like, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm at such a loss because I'm visualizing that. And um, yeah, yeah, there's just no, there's no excuse. Listen, 1020 over, I'd pull you over for at a 50. 150 in a 50? Anyway, uh, let's see here. There's one fly just flew by. Uh, C8 says you won't catch me. Someone, someone says that they're what? The bravado, people. We you, you can't outrun a radio. Uh, it's true. 
I can't keep up with this. It's scrolling too fast. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Okay. I love the people who say, I be going this speed because you, yeah, anyway, I'm like an idiot. Uh, that's it. We're going to, that's it. I think we're, I think we're done. Uh, I already did this, the, the joke for the day. Uh, and what was the joke for today? I've already forgotten. We weren't here for it. What do you call a mouse that swears? A cursor? Oh, yeah. I get it. <laughs> Took me a second. I like that one. It was good. All right. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all. Uh, I will be uh, I will be here and there and everywhere, but I will definitely be back for a regular live on Monday. Uh, so come back and, I, and, and talk to us. I know I've said this before quite recently, but I'm on holidays next week. At least you were here a lot while you were here because that was good. Well, yes. Yes, I was. It was a busy couple of weeks. It, but I was here. But you need to work on your tan again. You, you, you've, been getting, you've been getting lighter and, 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 and whatnot. Uh, awesome. So uh, for everyone who's listening, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. Stay drive sober. Uh, park legally. And come back here on Monday. We'll do it all over again. Have a great one. Bye, everyone. I, pr- I pressed the wrong song. Right. That was the right song. Kinda, there we go. I like, the other, I like both songs. I like this one better. This one's definitely good. Have a good one, everybody. Take care. the traffic flow watch more pedestrians look out for bikes and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes yellow light red light green light go driving safely is the way to go put down your cell phone nobody needs you to text and drive on the dvp yellow light red light green light go stop at stop signs look both ways then go Seatbelt, save your life indeed. And watch your driving. Don't speed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drink and drive or smoke some weed because you might go to jail and.